This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, I know that there's some weather out there. We want to make sure you stay updated on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Holly's got that weather info for you. Yes, so we have a severe thunderstorm warning in effect through 130 Central Hennepin, Central Noka, Northern Western, excuse me, Ramsey County. So want to be on the lookout. I can tell right here uh, from uh, where we are at Hubbard Broadcast, the skies are looking pretty dark out there. So yeah. I want to make sure if the weather gets more severe, you're going to want to take cover. But again, a severe thunderstorm warning in effect. Uh, looks like Channel 5 has been showing some hail in the area. But this is a pretty fast moving and isolated cell of thunderstorms. So be on the lookout. Stay safe yep. and put those cars indoors. Yeah, because there was uh, hail in Watertown yeah. recently that we were watching. It looked um, pretty nasty. Yeah, so... Be careful, I don't even everybody. Know where Watertown is, frankly, but I think we're all about to be Watertown. Exactly. It's going to spread. <laughs> uh, we will keep you updated on that weather. As Holly said, thank you very much, Holly. All right. So here's the question we are asking you, listeners. Have you ever played a team sport as an adult? And what advice do you have for Bradley? Because Bradley has been drafted to a new sports team mm-hmm. that he wants to tell us about. 651-641-1071 if you have any advice for Bradley on this new venture. Thank you. Yeah, so we had a scrimmage yesterday, Colleen. I'm not sure if you're familiar with these terms. I've heard. But, I've heard. Okay, here's the thing. I uh, And I actually think I talked about this maybe when I was with um, Alexis and Dawn. I joined a kickball team just because I have some friends that did it. There's two seasons this year and some friends did it last season and they were like, come on, join our team. We need a bunch of people. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Fine. I literally did you not think before you no, said yes. Okay, because I know you, and that because just I was like, that sounds fun, odd. fun, you know. And it's only on Sundays for a couple hours. I'm like, you know, I gotta just do it. So I've been practicing, and what I've learned is How there's does- no innate talent for this sport in me. That's fine because it's not about athletic prowess. Let us say it is about. The social aspect. It's, it's about, about fun. getting out of your comfort zone. You know, um, but what I will say is uh, the couple times that I practiced and yesterday included, I was immediately transported back to all the times as a child that I was given very clear indications that team sports were not for me. Uh-huh. I don't know if you had this experience as a kid where your parents were like, you should try this. And I like whether it was T-ball or um, soccer, every time I would do it, I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm very nervous and I feel like I am horrible. And it was just like all that stuff came flooding back. This is why I would have said a quick no, (laughs) because when I played T-ball, I played the outfield where none of the ball would never visit. And I stood there and watched 
the clouds and chewed on my glove because I liked the salty taste. So that tells you oh. how good I was. I think at we team would have been sports. friends, actually. Probably. Um, Sometimes I would sit down like Ferdinand the Bull and just like watch oh. the flowers grow. That was totally me in both t-ball and then later soccer, yeah. where I would play defense, yes. which just meant like right we're going to put you over here where you can't hurt anything. And so after my first practice with uh, uh, my new team, my friends, <laughs> uh, my, one of my friends, I was like, so what am I going to play? And he's like, you'll, you'll be playing outfield. Yeah. Which means, again, you won't be in the way. Yeah. Because you got to, there's a lot that you have to know. There's and strategy. Do. You have to use your brain. Yes. Like, a lot. You have to know where the play is. You can't just get the ball and then just throw it and hope it goes the right place. But I will say, the thing that heartened me was that um, while I did have that feeling like everybody else knows what they're doing and I don't know what I'm doing, even a lot of these people, I was like, hey, after our first practice, some of you guys are really good. Uh, like, how many how many times have you done this before? And like, I just started. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you've never... Oh, okay. So So there's two types of people in this world, Bradley. This is my pep talk for you, okay? okay? There's those who like are athletic in the sense that they do games and yeah. they understand how to be athletic and use strategy at the same time. Yeah. And then there's us. Yeah. So we are the people who maybe watch the game if we know somebody playing. Yeah. And don't really get why people are so competitive. We just want to run do, around and make noise. Here's the thing. I do get competitive and I want to be good, but I'm not. And that's frustrating right now. I've played like twice. I don't expect as an adult. I realize that I should not expect to perhaps be, uh, you know, like a star player. Also, the notion that I would have just walked onto the field and been completely like an un like a, a rough, a diamond in the rough. Like that was a little that was a little dumb to think that that was a possibility. <laughs> Did you research the rules before you? No, but played? I went to a clinic where they told us about the rules, and the whole time oh, I was like, you're "I didn't." Serious? Well, because I want to know what yeah, I'm doing. I love it. But I, I'm like, I gotta write this stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, don't worry about it." But here's the good thing. Here's the rewarding thing. A, I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort that's zone, great. so that's why I continue to do it. B, you do get to meet a lot of people, so that's kind of fun, right? And see, I did notice yesterday when we were doing practice that there are other people just like me. And when it came time to scrimmage, meaning pre- pretend to play, but you're playing, but yep. it's not worth anything mm-hmm. or whatever, practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's practice, but like a real game. It's a real game, but practice. Yeah. It doesn't count for anything. Um, when we had to like go onto the field, like the four of us or whatever would just like run out into the outfield and hope to dear God that no <laughs> balls came flying at you. Also, have you played dot or kickball recently? Uh, no, I, like maybe 12 years ago or so. Yeah. That 13 ball, years ago. It packs a punch. It, you can't trying to catch a, a kickball is absurd because it's just the way that it is. Like, and I don't remember this from playing it as a kid. Cause I know we always used to play it in what, like an elementary school mm-hmm. or middle school. It bounces right off you. There's like, I don't know, you're, I just, I can't do it. So, yes, you can. But I'm having fun. Yes, you can. You can do it. Um, I would like to. Also, ju- thanks, listeners, could just, for calling and giving me advice. I'm what? totally defeated now. Bradley, they're paying attention to the weather. Yeah, there's a severe thunderstorm warning. Yes.
And so, it's looking like it. Yeah. So, for Central Hennepin, Central Noka, Northwestern Ramsey counties. Okay, so they're so busy. Stay safe, everybody. Mm-hmm. And Bradley will be okay. Don't worry no, about him. But can we get updo- updates up throughout updates throughout the season, please? Yeah. In fact, this coming Sunday, and it's the Stonewall League. I would like to give them a shout out okay. because they've only been around, I think, since like 2016. Uh, they got so much interest this particular uh, season that they had to create two divisions of uh, um, teams. <laughs> like I'm just letting words this, are so I'm not my forte when it comes to sports. But anyway, I want to give them like it's um an LGBTQ um league. Um but it's open to anyone. Like we have, you know, we don't there's no test to determine Clearly. your membership in that community. Oh, I slash. thought you meant your abilities cuz I was going to say or they that. let you in. If you like balls or not, they will take you. Yay. So, thanks to them and our first game I'm not going to tell you the name of my team because it's yep. not appropriate for the air. Uh-huh. Is this coming Sunday? Okay. So fingers crossed. Stay okay. tuned. Uh, we're going to want to keep track of your record. Do you oh, know what that God. means? Oh, yeah. We got yeah, your a, wins versus wins your losses, losses. Yeah. or ties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait, Bradley. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. I might just judge up a little like opener for it so we can get the update week by week. Oh, Do you okay. play every yeah. Sunday? Every Sunday. Perfect. We're going to yep. get the sports report from Bradley. Yeah. Every single month. Okay. And quickly we went there. Uh, When we come back, though, on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know, I never have time to go see the whole movie. So I just watch the trailers and then I review the trailer for you. I've got two new trailers that I have watched painstakingly Mm. and will review in detail. There was pain. We are keeping our eye on the weather for you on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, before we get to my review of the movie trailers that I've been able to watch, because uh, I know you're all on the edge of your Can't seat wait. wondering how the trailers were. Holly Roberts, would you like to give a weather update? Yes, I would. So there's a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for uh, the next 10 minutes until about 1.30 for Central Hennepin, Central Anoka, and Northwestern Ramsey counties. There's an isolated severe storm cell that's making its way across the Twin Cities. So keep an eye on that. Uh, the storms could be uh, com- could become more severe. I uh, want to take shelter and uh, recognize that you are not stronger than than Mother Nature. Yes, how true that is. Be very careful we've, out there, everybody. We've been very fortunate this season, I feel like, so people get a little complacent, so it's just important to remember that it can really change in a moment, uh, yes. and you want to have your eyes on the areas of safety. It's true. True, true, true. Okay. Now, uh, you guys know me. I'm probably not going to make it out to the movies, but I can watch the trailers, <laughs> and I've taken the opportunity to watch some trailers, and I'd like to provide you with a review. It's Colleen's Trailer Reviews. Colleen only reviews the trailers because she never actually goes to the movies. So uh, I've watched two trailers that I'd like to give you reviews for. The first one is I Am Swayze. And the second is The Irishman. Okay? Okay, so those are the two trailers that I spent... A lot of time watching. You didn't, actually. Probably like a minute and a half. They're two-minute trailers. Oh, okay. And I watched wow. each of them twice. Lucky. So it was a wow, pretty good chunk them of time. twice. Yes, thank you, Holly. Because I take How this job very seriously. your prep for the show done today? I know, right? 
because I this was big. Okay. Okay. So let's start with I am Pat. It's called I am Patrick Swayze. I thought it was just I am Swayze, but it's I am Patrick Swayze, and this is a documentary that was produced by the Paramount Network, and it will be airing. Um, I believe it's going to be on television that it will air. It will air on the Paramount Network on the 18th of August. Okay. So this is, again, produced by the Paramount Network, but it features a lot of the people he worked with in different films, including but not limited to Demi Moore, Sam Elliott, Rob Lowe, Jennifer Grey, who he, Patrick Swayze, famously did not get along with. Yeah. Uh, on the set of Dirty Dancing, but they had this great chemistry. Uh, Kelly Lynch is also featured in this documentary about uh, Patrick Swayze, as well as his widow, Lisa Niemi, and his brother, Don Swayze. Wow, you really learned a lot. Okay, th- I'm just giving you the setup. No. Now I'm going to tell you about the I mean, actual- this is, you probably learned more just from, like, prepping for the segment than you would have watching the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like you're being unkind, but I really feel no, like I'm I No, I'm giving you pre- oh, credit where credit you. is due. Oh, Jeez. thank you. Okay, okay, thanks. God. Okay, so here's what I want to tell you. I really think that Patrick Swayze was so good at what he did mm-hmm. in terms of like who he was in his roles. And he was good at not being a celebrity celebrity, meaning he wasn't one of those celebrities where we were all up in his business. Mm -hmm. So maybe you didn't appreciate fully like how absolutely multi-talented he was, because in addition to being a gymnast and a dancer, he was also a ranch hand um, at one point in his life because he grew up, I believe, on a farm. He was a really deep human being that that his co-stars and his uh, the people he worked with will lend a little bit of like a perspective on that and who he really was. I think he was a really complicated person with a lot of demons and we didn't even really realize it because we were just busy focusing on his work. And some of his work probably admittedly was not like, you know, um, what's the word Oscar award winning work. It was kind of camp. Um, but he really did take his role seriously. And so this, I'm just saying that the trailer made me feel like this, if I don't see this, I'm going to have FOMO. Okay, so you felt like the trailer actually made you want to see the movie, which has to create some sort of cognitive dissonance because you don't actually go see the movie. Exactly. Therefore, you feel like there will be a fear of missing out. Exactly. So I'm going to rate this one FOMO. Okay. Okay. So this means for the rest of us, we should probably go see this movie. Yep, and it'll be streaming on the Paramount Network. So oh, good girl, luck. You don't even have to get off your butt then. I know, but I have to get the Paramount Network. You probably have. I was going to say you probably have. That. I don't know if I do. I got to check. Do you have? Anyway, uh huh. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your it's, streaming service has it, because it used to be what? What's the name of the old? Spike TV. Yeah. And before that, TNN, the Nashville I Network. I keep track of, mm-hmm. track of all this stuff. Uh, all right. Now, the I did watch one other trailer. Okay. This one was the trailer for The Irishman. This is the one. Is it The Irishman? No, it's The Irishman. I was going to say there's a new uh, superhero in the Marvel <laughs> the Irishman. I just love that one. He's got a little jaunty cap and does a little jig. He's The Irishman. Tell me about this Irishman you speak of. Okay, this is the one though that we've been talking about. That this is a Netflix original <laughs> that stars Al Pacino and uh, and it's and Robert De Niro. And this is the one that's directed by Martin Scorsese, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to tell you yeah. that this is how I'll describe it. Okay, if you were to take a film crew to a swanky retirement home for Hollywood actors, okay. And say, hey guys, I've got something that'll pass a little time. Why don't you make a gangster movie? Oh. This is that movie. Okay. So this is actually, that. this is uh, wonderful because I think many of us actually thought when we talked about this film that this is exactly what it was. Especially when we learned that Netflix was paying upwards of $200 million to produce this movie. And I have, I know why. Okay, um, but what I was going to say is uh, when we learned that they were spending upwards of $200 million to make this movie, we thought, oh, okay, so you get a bunch of rich, successful actors who demand top billing in order to basically fleece Netflix of a crap ton of money. Well, I'll tell you quickly why why they spent so much money on it. They use technology to make those guys look younger. Oh. Because it time hops. I would like some of that. I know. So, I, I'm going to say a no mo. I don't no, want any no more mo. of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some cele- we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And we got a name for those celebrities. That name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> Show me your D-bag, Colleen. Kevin Spacey. Oh. Um, <sighs> Spacey Cadet, more like. Y- yes. Spa- Kevin Spacey Cadet. So, Kevin Spacey, uh, who recently had um, that case against him dropped mm-hmm. for the groping incident in the Cape. Decided to take part in an art piece at the Palazzo Massimo, which is a museum, in Rome over the weekend. Mm. In this art installation, he read the words of a poem called The Boxer by Gabrielle Tinti. And this poem is about a dejected fighter who bemoans his cruel fate while bleeding out by the ringside. Does it? Does this uh, art piece involve Kevin Spacey bleeding out on the side? No, I don't want to say sadly, but no, he's. It is though. He is wearing like a maroon kind of blood colored um, suit, 
while he walks around reading such words as the following. The more you're wounded, the greater you are. Mm. And the more empty you are. Okay, first of all, I do not, this man, just go and be quiet somewhere. (laughs) Just go be quiet now. Just go sit down and be quiet somewhere. Leave us alone. I mean, do you remember like a few months ago when he came back in that video thing that he put on YouTube where he seemed to be acting like his character Frank Underwood from oh, yeah. House and of Cards. And then Cards. he was wearing a hat that said something dumb. This is the thing, and I, I told you this, I don't know when we talked about this, but um, after this case was dropped, I said, watch, this is going to be his attempt to make a comeback. And it's because he can now plausibly say to a bunch of people who don't pay as close attention to the media as we do, oh, the charges were dropped. I'm not guilty of touching that boy, sticking my hands down his pants. No, that is not what that decision in that court case um, or the dismissal of that case meant. It is far more complicated than we have time to get into, but it essentially was they couldn't make their case. Therefore, the charges were dropped. However, that is but one of many, many accounts. This was the only one that was able to actually be brought forth in a, you know, in a, a particular jurisdiction. Right where charges were able to be brought against him. So just because that one particular case on a technicality, maybe a little bit more than a technicality, dropped, doesn't mean that Kevin Spacey isn't still guilty of all the stuff that people have alleged of him over the years. Absolutely. And so to then turn and act as though, you know, you have been wrongly accused and are now the victim is a little gross. Well, and he will, by the way, be only too happy to play on sort of the collective ignorance of of people uh, because maybe a lot of people aren't as informed about what happened with that case and just notice that it disappeared or Google and get the headline that the charges were dry or the case was dropped and won't go into detail yeah. And he's going to bank on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's he, what we're and, seeing. And frankly, from a cynical perspective, it's it's smart. And although this act of standing in Rome and being like, this to me seems so... Theatrical? No. Well, yes, it's very theatrical by nature and definition, right? But it seems so arrogant yeah. and self uh, absorbed. Yes. It's just, it's that much gross. Like, it's one thing. Yeah. If he were to just kind of disappear for six months and then all of a sudden you learn, oh, he's coming back and blah, blah, blah. Versus, like, I'm going to stand in Rome and bemoan my victimhood. Yeah. This just. If I were a victim of Kevin Spacey's, or if I were somebody who had been in some way touched inappropriately by him, I think I would just make me. It would make you want to want to fight that much harder. Yeah, absolutely. To see him have some consequence because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it is. It is a display of arrogance. Um, now, the the poet Gabrielle Tinty apparently was the one that chose him to read this. Uh, and she just felt, and apparently also the people who were there to see this display were only too excited to be around a big celebrity like Kevin Spacey. You guys, pay attention. You trash. You trash. <laughs> wow. That's I'm just true, those people, not you or the I know, listeners. I just am impressed. Yeah. All right. What do you got there, Trina? Oh! 
okay, I've got kind of a multi-layered, it's kind of like a multi-level marketing D-bag. Okay. Denise Richards and her fans and social media. Um, Did you see this headline? Denise Richards changed her diet after fans noticed her enlarged thyroid. No. Okay, now, caveat. I am not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I am not a practitioner. I'm not a nutritionist. I am nothing. I have opinions. Colleen, yes. for the sake of this discussion, may we yes. point out something about yourself? Yes, I have a thyroid disease. Okay. I know a lot of things about the thyroid. Yes. So, that said, here is the story as it is reported that Denise Richards had viewers of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills point out that she had uh, an enlarged thyroid. And she claims that she went gluten free after she was alerted by those viewers and has now enjoyed health and happiness as a result. And so she thanks her listeners for or viewers for pointing out the curing of her thyroid condition. Okay. Can I just begin to tell you what's problematic with this or would you like to do so? No, go because I want you to do it. So you tell me if I am incorrect in my assumptions, but if you believe that you have a thyroid condition, it would be best to seek medical help. Yes. Not specifically from an endocrinologist, which is the type of doctor that deals with glands. And not maybe change your way of life based on some keen-eyed viewers of a reality show. And some rudimentary Googling. Yeah. Yep. So also, going gluten-free is not a cure for a thyroid disease. There are some, there are some alternative um, publications that suggest that people who struggle with thyroid disorders might want to experiment with gluten-free or how they eat. That said, I don't believe that there are any peer review peer-reviewed uh, studies done by scientists that say that the two are linked at all. Um, I will say in this article, it talks about a clinical study that found that switching to a gluten-free diet could help women with autoimmune disease. However, just because you read something on the internet, this is the point that I'm trying to make. This could be part of a multi-pronged approach, uh-huh. but you will not know. Like to The way that she does not address this issue in a um, in a medical way yeah. is what's frustrating right. because people will read this and they will think, oh, I should go gluten free because I think I have a goiter on my neck. Yeah. And therefore, my life will be, you know, that much healthier if I just stop eating gluten. What I'm saying is whether or not, you know, going gluten free can ha- actually have a medical benefit to you because I don't want people to send us those emails like deciding this because somebody told you. Right. And then you Googled it. It would be like if I were having heart palpitations and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been having heart palpitations. I should probably cut carbohydrates out of my diet. Yeah. And then I did that and I didn't have as many carb- or heart palpitations, but then I never involved a doctor in it. Yeah. That's no. And the two are totally unrelated. Yeah. Also, people will say, well, maybe she did go to the doctor. Okay. Well, if she did go to the doctor... Why did she not say that out loud? Yeah, because don't to lead me, with the diet change. That is the thing that's important to tell people. If I were to come on the air and tell you, oh, you guys, I just totally stopped gluten and my weight went down and I felt better and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's awesome and an anecdote. But um, 
you should probably be pretty upfront with, you know, I also saw a medical professional who told me to do like five other things and I'm on a drug that's supposed to lower blah, blah, blue. Yeah. I'm saying it just seems very um, dangerous to be like, hey, guys, thanks for noticing. I looked weird on, on my TV show. I'm going to stop eating bread. Yeah, I just I, I struggle with that. And I struggle with a lot of the misinformation about thyroid disease because there's a there's plenty out there. Uh including but not limited to the fact that Oprah says that her thyroid disease has been cured. Which you can't do. Not with the disease that she has. It yeah. can be in remission, which is different. And again, that means cured. something, right? Yes, it's frustrating. Because for people who really do struggle with um, whatever their whatever their thyroid disorder is or whatever their autoimmune disease is, a lot of times you're fighting for it to be seen and acknowledged because you can't see the disease, right? And so misinformation being spread by mainly celebrities who did a rudimentary Google search, it, it can be damaging because people then think that they understand something about it because they saw that story about Denise Richards going gluten-free. Yeah. But they because they'll think like, oh, I don't have time or money or health insurance to go to the doctor. But Denise Richards got um, a thinner neck. Yeah. So I'm going to stop eating gluten. No, you guys. Also, I did want to say they conflate in this particular story. Again, if you're just joining us, we're doing uh, uh, celebrity bags. Basically crazy, stupid idiot, celebrity style. Right. Um, But in this particular story, they conflate her listeners or her viewers pointing this out and her consequent diet change to um, flipper flops Tarek El Moussa. Apparently some people spotted a lump on his neck that turned out to be stage three thyroid cancer. But the only reason he would have known that is by going to a doctor. Yeah. And presumably he shared that. So again, taking advice from people and then not seeking medical professional help about it that's the thing that i take issue with wow all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 um andy cohen is trying to take the high road so andy cohen is trying to take the high road and i want to promise you that bradley and i are not going to take the high road on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What is Andy Hi. Cohen saying? Um, nothing actually, which is why Weird. I have a bone to pick with Andy Cohen. Usually it's because of the words that come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. This time it's because of the words that don't come out of his mouth. He has revealed that he has blacklisted several celebrities from his uh Watch What Happens Live program. So I immediately am like you know, I'm here for the gossip. Yeah. Crunch, crunch. Where's my popcorn? Tell me more. Was this in in response to the Titus Burgess stuff? Interesting that you bring that up. Presumably, those are one of the people that maybe he wouldn't ask back. Although you'll remember to your, uh, you know, to you bringing up this story, Titus really seemed to be the one that had the beef with him, mm-hmm. and Andy tried to play it off as. Um, by the way, this all had to do with a question Andy asked him about Eddie Murphy and tried to get Titus, an actor and comedian who just worked with Eddie Murphy, to throw Eddie Murphy under the bus based on his like decades old um, beef with comedy Eddie Murphy. about yeah. the gay community. Yeah. So totally unrelated. Anyway, Andy tried to act as though, you know, like, I don't have any problem with him. He I can do whatever he wants. I just want don't want to offend feelings. him. Right. OK, so no. 
he does not say anything about Titus Burgess. This was actually comments that came up while he sat down with AOL Lifestyle while working with Purina One. Okay. The dog chow? He's working with dog food. <laughs> I mean, he's got a dog, right? Anyway, um, so during this moment where he sat down with AOL I'm Lifestyle... I'm not going to knock his hustle. I'm sorry. Hey, I no. got to take that back. No, do Sell your hustle. Your dog chew- food. <laughs> it's it's a great hustle. I'm just saying it's kind of weird that they're like, sitting down with Purina <laughs> One, and he's you know, talking about his... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bark being worse than worse than his blood. <laughs> so they asked him about what um who's on his blacklist or who has never been asked or who has been told they can't come back on a show. Uh-huh. And apparently his response was to say, mm, there are a few people and then wouldn't name names. He does say, and you would be surprised, there are a few people who we deemed not worth the trouble. So he sits down to talk about celebrities that have been blacklisted, but won't tell you who's blacklisted, which let's be honest it's Andy Cohen for crying outside. Right? The fact that he's not willing to spill some tea. Because that man drops names like a klutz in the grocery store. Yes. He drops names like a person holding a bag full of names who fell on <laughs> a slippery floor. He, I'm not going to yeah. do it anymore. But so, yes, he does. He drops names like it's a job. And exactly. it is. It is his job. And now all of a sudden he's like... Mm. Purina One, I love you, but I ain't naming any names. Um, guess what? We name names. Yeah, yeah. We've this got, is how petty we are. We're petty. We will be pettier than Andy Cohen yeah. because there is one name. Look, we just love telling this story, so this was an opportunity for us to just tell the one person that will never be asked back on our show. And her name, Colleen, is Vicky Lawrence. What? The I celebrity know. and star of stage and screen and her very own single? Okay, so this decidedly was like our biggest icon that we would have ever had in studio with us. We jumped at the chance when we were offered an interview with Vicky Lawrence. We were like, yes, a thousand times yes. We both grew up on the Carol Burnett show. And we, Mama's and Family. Mama's Family. One we of my first celebrity crushes. Her. Was uh, her grandson? What was his name? But not buddy, buddy. Uh, not buddy. Third with a B. Bud. Something. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> in any way, so we were like, yes, we'll have Vicky Lawrence on. She, you know, that's a hero. Like I, you know, there were very few people who were a great example of funny women when I was young, especially redheaded funny women. Yeah, and I was like, she is. She was like top of the list, right? So excited to have her in. She comes in, Bradley. What happened? So, long story short, we go. Typically, when we do a celebrity interview, we go out to meet the celebrity in a break and you know welcome them back. They're usually surrounded by PR people or attached uh, people who are like support there to get them from point A to point B. We meet their uh, their handler, if you will, her uh-huh. handler in this case. It was a woman. I think there was at least one woman that was there with were her. Two women. With okay, her. two women. 
And they were both very kind, like, hey, nice to meet you, handshakes, and how's it going, and super excited for the interview. She was there to promote uh, a medical condition that she she dealt with. So there's that. There's that. Um, We didn't care. We were like, I don't care what she she wants to talk about, toe fungus. It's all good. I am there. So we go to like... You know, you say hi to the handler, hi to the other handler. You go to say hi to Vicky. She's on her phone. We very quickly realized that the handlers were overcompensating for what we so were going to get So she's on her phone and Vicky. we're like, you know, like that awkward thing of like, uh, hello, 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 body yeah. language, trying to say hello. She's on her phone and her response to, hey, how's it going is, I think, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Hey, look at this funny dog video. And shoves her phone in our faces. Awkward. Like, no handshake, no acknowledgement that she heard our names or knows why she's No, here. it was like, look at this funny dog video. We're like, oh my okay. God, Vicki Lawrence just tried to get us to look at a dog video. She's not even going to say hello. So we bring her back <laughs> so to the bizarre. studio. Because, look, here's the thing. Celebrities know what they're doing. And nine times out of ten when you do these interviews, you take them back. You, you know, you say Hi perfunctory, bring them down the hallway, get them set up, make a little small talk, get them ready to go, and then you have your conversation. Right. This was the most awkward point A to point B situation that we had had with a celebrity up to this point. Keep in mind, that includes people like Tan Mom, Courtney Stodden, Octomom, uh-huh. Farrah Abraham, <laughs> yeah. etc. Yeah. That's saying something. Enough said. Yes. So then we get her back into the studio and it's still awkward, still awkward, still awkward. She's Bradley just not making I, any small no. talk. She's looking at her phone the whole time. Bradley and I are looking at each other like, this does not bode well. Sure enough, the moment the mics go on, it she picks up. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, I'm here to do a job. Put down my phone. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. I know. And it was and, like, we were like, who are we talking to? End of the interview. Phone down, down or again. I should say head down to the phone. We could not get like a thank you or a, you know, you know, hug. Oh, I, no. I mean, whatever it was. Even just a handshake. No, because we did try to get a, we got a picture with we, her and Bradley and I <laughs> went in for the grab. Like, not okay, that sounded bad. <laughs> yeah, be but careful. But we like had Taylor full Swift hand here. on shoulder, like pulling her in close for the arms around each well, other picture. And you know, here's the other thing. I realize sometimes meeting, you know, your icons, your the, the idols, the people that you looked up to, I realize that's going to be like fraught. That's going to yeah. be a fraught experience. You're never going to have the moment you want to truly have. And it's always going to be a little bit of awkward. Trust us when we say this was peak awkward we didn't get any there was nothing personal or there was no connection whatsoever with her and i felt like we were just you know one of a hundred people and again i've interviewed celebrities you have yep where they have no reason to engage you at all and they will take extra time to be just a kind human being yes. so it's it was very unusual is what i'm saying it was incredibly unusual and when we took that picture well bradley and i were holding her close because we were at least going to get a picture out of this awkward meeting with our idol she just hovered her hands behind us would not touch us Ew, yeah. bro. and then when you were done it was like okay bye and that was that. I'm like, oh my god, seriously? We won't be re- having we a repeat. Went to your show. We won't be having a repeat. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, you guys, my kids are at camp for the entire. 
Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.